think we're live? We're live? I'm live. Yes, it's live. It's hard to tell sometimes what the things manage. Okay, good. Good morning, everyone. This is the Zorian One Anthony Steves. This is Sunday Coffee here at Steves Manor. Thought I cleared everything up uh, in my background here, but I think I'm all right. I still got a leftover Captain America mask from Jackson's birthday. There's that there. They are currently sitting back, enjoying breakfast, watching Muppet Babies. I am here with my Wonder Woman mug. Right there. See that? There she is. Enjoying a bagel with butter and strawberry jam. Homemade strawberry jam with strawberries from a local farmer's market. That's how you do it. Uh... Wife made it into a jam, made a nice little concoction. We did some cooking, like Breaking Bad, Breaking Jam, and Strawberry Jam galore back there. Um, I made him kind of a big breakfast today, but we'll see how long that lasts in the quiet factor with these guys. But uh, good to see you. It is Labor Day Sunday. Many of you, well, maybe half of you, have tomorrow off. Enjoying Labor Day. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. <laughs> uh, be sure to thank those who are working on the day on Labor Day because it's a tough one to work on a holiday. Uh, think of union history, your history with unions regarding why you have Labor Day off. Cesar Chavez, look that guy up as well. Um, it's also the unofficial end of summer. Uh, it's the big, you know, Memorial Day is the unofficial beginning of summer. And Labor Day is the unofficial last weekend of summer because everyone parties this weekend. Everyone has a three-day weekend. Summer doesn't really end until September 22nd, 23rd, the solstice. Um, but party-wise, sh- you know, shindig-wise, Labor Day weekend is is the end. So hopefully, I'm hoping you guys have some fun stuff planned on your Labor Day weekend. Um, I may have a barbecue tomorrow. It's possible. We'll see. See how I'm feeling, but I'm definitely gonna sleep in. So when you're a dad, sleep in is about about six thirty. Yeah, yeah, six thirty is sleeping in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's always good. Making sure everything's looking fine here on the screens. Don't mind me. Um. Yeah, they don't. The the duo over here doesn't like to sleep in very late. Today, it's a Sunday, and they wanted to wake up right when mommy left for work. Mommy left for work at six. Uh huh. Six during the week? There's no big deal. I'm already up at five. Six on a Sunday? Or Saturday? It's ridiculous. It's wrong. Unimaginable. But anyway. Enjoying my coffee. And uh, thought I'd give you guys a little breakdown of some news for the day. News, film news, television news, uh, on my behalf anyway. Uh, they, there are a weekend numbers out this weekend for motion pictures. They do incorporate Monday on Labor Day weekends being the holiday weekend, but Sunday is typically your, of course, your regular weekend opening. And 
in your top five, your number one film in the country and your number five film in the country are led by an Asian-American cast. That's outstanding. That's amazing. Uh, as you probably already know, uh, Crazy Rich Asians is still killing it at the box office. I believe it's the third weekend now. Third weekend, it made another $22 million at the box office. $22 million. Its U.S. total is at $110 million. Domestic total, excuse me, is $110 million. Uh, worldwide, looking at $130 million. It cost $30 million to make. Crazy Rich Asians is killing it. Entirely Asian cast. Uh, the only... Uh, I know Michelle Yao is in there, who's been in the business for years. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, she was in the second Pierce Brosnan Bond film, Dying of the, not Dying of Day, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, that movie is just killing it right now at the box office. And your number five movie, Hey There, Son of Mander, Good Morning. Crazy Rich Asians, The Next Infinity War. It is the romance comedy, Infinity War. That's what Crazy Rich Asians is. Um, and your number five film, you might not have heard much about it, but if you're on social media, you may have seen posts for it. Searching. Uh, searching, from what I got in synopsis, a father's trying to locate his missing daughter. That's what I believe that story was. I didn't catch everything on it. I know who stars in it. A favorite guy of mine, Mr. John Cho. Those of you who don't know who John Cho is, yes you do. If you watched Harold and Kumar, you know who John Cho is. If you watched American Pie, you know who John Cho is. So John Cho in American Pie was one of the MILF guys. And in Harold and Kumar, he was Harold. Uh, I'm a big fan of John Cho, not just because he was hilarious in those two roles, because he was. I mean, he was hilarious in those films. Uh, he's also done a really good job in drama. You know, he did kind of have a mix in Star Trek where he's you know, comedy, but it's adventure, so there's dramatic moments. Um, but he was on the Exorcist series, the television series The Exorcist, which I'm very heartbroken that that series ended, that they ended it after two seasons, because I loved the story they were going with it. It was an amazing story. They had a mix of the book and the movie with also creating its own path. If you get a chance to watch it, watch The Exorcist. But John Cho was in the second season, and... He did amazing. It was an amazing dramatic performance by John Cho. Also, uh, Brianna Hildebrand, as we know as Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Deadpool. She was also in the second season of The Exorcist. And she, the two of them together. He's a foster father. He's one of the kids he takes... She is one of the kids he takes in. The two of them, their dynamic together was outstanding. John Cho is a versatile, versatile, talented actor. And he's in this movie Searching... Along with Joseph Lee, who's relatively new in the industry. From what I can see, the thing I recognized him in was uh, he was in NCIS Los Angeles for a few episodes. You only got like, he's had like maybe 10 roles so far. Um, he's in it as well. It's also a predominantly Asian cast. The only non Asian in the, in, the, in the film of Searching is Deborah Messing, Grace from Will and Grace. She's in the film. Uh, otherwise, another predominantly Asian cast. Number five in the country. It made $5.7 million for the weekend. I don't think the movie cost that much to make. It was kind of an indie film. So they're most likely making a profit. So number one film, number five film, Crazy Rich Asians, Searching. Two films I really want to see. Uh, searching because of my John Cho fandom. Crazy Rich Asians just because of how 
much of an impact it's made. And it's, as John Cho, it was John Cho who's, who I believe, oh, excuse me, no. John Cho said it, Ross Butler, who also stars in 13 Reasons Why and was in Riverdale. He had quoted, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he had said something on social media how it was nice to see a film with a predominantly Asian cast that isn't relying on being a martial arts action film. Which, I mean, he's right. I mean, we tend to stereotype if we're having Asian Americans in you know, action movies or any type of movie, they're, they're martial arts experts. Which, if they are, that's fine. But that's not all they are. Just because someone is of Asian, Asian heritage doesn't mean they are skilled in Jeet Kune Do. Uh, so, like Ross Butler said, it was nice to see a romantic comedy with a predominantly Asian cast that's simply a romance comedy with just regular people who are of Asian descent. So, Ross Butler also, another great actor. If you haven't watched 13 Reasons Why or Riverdale, pick those up. The guy is very talented. I'm a fan of his as well. So th that's your box office breakdown. There's movies in between that are second, third, and fourth, but I wanted to point out the success of Crazy Rich Asians and Churching. Boys? Boys? No, no. I wanted to point out the success of those two films. So, if you're going to the theater since Labor Day weekend, maybe instead of a blockbuster film or an action film, check out Crazy Rich Asians. Go laugh and find joy. Uh, if you want to see maybe an intense thriller about a father trying to find his daughter. Go watch Searching with John Cho and Joseph Lee and Deborah Messing. Those two films available now. Searching might be harder to find because it is an indie film, but you should be able to find it. So, on to television. I'll first touch on the comic book theme television. I have finished Arrow season six on Netflix. Finished it. Um, enjoyed it, for the most part. Taking a bite of my bagel, those of you listening, sorry. I'm a little hungry. Don't mind it chewing. Makes you hungry when you hear it, doesn't it? If you see me on screen, I look like a you know, 1970s baseball player right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want the curveball. No, no, I don't want that. Fastball, yeah. Okay. Right. So. Arrow, for me. You were doing there about halfway through. Arrow, so, pros. Arrow has a great cast. I love their cast. It's hard to hate Stephen Amell. The guy's pretty damn likable. Um, and a supporting cast is pretty good. Arrow, Tommy. Arrow, to me, for the, since maybe season four, has had the issue of starting off strong, Having a great ending, but in the middle, what are we doing? Uh, it, it was a topic I had in the past, maybe my last Sunday Coffee, was do some of these shows have too many episodes they have to abide by? And I think the CW shows have that issue sometimes. Because, you know, it was maybe the first three seasons where I felt that, you know, the story was continuing. We're building. This is going somewhere. It never let up. Granted, season three involved... Season two and three involved heavily on the League of Assassins and the Al Ghul family, which, of course, always wins me over. But I felt those were always like that. Season four is where we had this great beginning. That's when they had Damien Dark, I believe. 
and then it, you know loosened up in the middle it, it, like you know things didn't continue on and then strong ending with Damien Dark and I feel that's been the path they've had and it just feels like should we condense the season and I know Arrow always has the twist where the bad guy who's in the beginning doesn't always necessarily end up being the bad guy in the end and I think they've done that and Damien Dark, it was him in the beginning, then he faded away, and then he came back in the end. I think five, five and six has been here's our forget, here's our beginning bad guy. And, and nope, nope, nope. That, that's that's nope. That's not the bad guy in the end. It's somebody else. And, and I get the twist they're trying to make to keep you glued to it, but it just felt like it didn't capture. Um, so great finale, I thought. The ending was great. It leaves you hanging. Um, Oliver Queen. It, it's if you haven't watched it yet. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna wait five seconds. Spoiler. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, okay, he's in prison. Um, he had to uh, sacrifice himself to the FBI in order to stop the bad guys and give immunity to the rest of his team. So he turned himself in after everything was safe, and now he's in prison. Nice security. He's in max security now. So, it ends with Oliver Queen in maximum prison. Maximum security prison. So that was, you know, that's intriguing. I mean, that's going to be interesting to see how long they keep him in prison in season 7. So I, mean, I, I am going to watch. I'm going to see what happens. But that's just... It's a weakness the show has. I'm not going to stop watching it now that I finally caught up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep watching. But I'm... That's the issue they're having. Um, in the middle of Flash season... Uh, I guess that's four, right? Because Flash is two seasons behind an, an arrow. Yeah, you'll at least, yeah, Senator Mander, Manderson, you'll watch at least the premiere, of course, and see where it goes from there. Uh, currently on Flash, I believe it's season, I believe it's season four that's on Netflix, because I, I think he's two seasons behind. That I'm in the middle of, that I'm really enjoying. Um, playing the whole angle of, um, Flash coming back from the Speed Force. Now there's new metas that have been brought in because he came back from the Speed Force. The overwhelming bad guy is still the main bad guy and switches forms. Very cool, very interesting. I like that. Possibly my favorite episode. No, not possibly. It is. My favorite episode of the last Flash season was the episode that actually didn't involve the main story arc. He didn't need the main story arc for this episode. It was the. Um, it was, hold on one second. He dropped his fork. One moment, please. Um, it was the episode where. I forgot the name of it now, but it's the one where Team Flash is trying to stop this nuclear bomb from exploding. And they don't get to it in time. And so. Barry is automatically in his speed for in his we're at his speed so everyone else is frozen and he he sees the nuclear explosion and it's it's happening of course because it's going so fast it's going very slow for us and so he's trying to find a way to stop this explosion from happening and when he when he's able to bring someone else with his speed he can only have them with him for a few m moments before the speed, you know, picks up with them and they start to become discombobulated, start getting sick, they can't, it's too fast for them. 
So I just put them back and freeze them. It was very tense. It was Jackson. It was very intense. It was very like thrilling. Um, Barry tries to get the help from everyone he can. Even goes even gets help from from uh, Jay Garrick, who looks like his dad. Um, he gets help from uh, Wells' daughter, who's also a speedster. I forget her name right now, but she's a speedster as well. And he like every attempt he makes doesn't work. And you see him start to sweat and sweat because he's still running so fast. And it's catching up to him, but he's still trying to keep going. It was a really great episode. Really well done. Emotional, intense, um, riveting. Uh, a lot of comic book service, I felt, was done in that episode. And again, it wasn't an episode that's tied to the overwhelming arc. You didn't have to know the overwhelming arc for that season to enjoy this episode. It was really good. So... That was the last episode I watched of Flash, of last season of Flash, which I'm currently catching up on Netflix. But, yeah. Um, big Arrow fan of the character, but Flash right now, for that season, is the stronger season. Um, it's just done a pretty good job so far of keeping everything tied together, keeping the story moving, keeping you interested with the characters. Uh, I have not cut up on Supergirl yet. I'm going to get the last season of Supergirl... After Flash, after I'm done with Flash, one moment. No more. Um, sorry, boys dropping forks. Um, I'm gonna start Supergirl once I finish Flash, and then I'll be caught up by October fifteenth when I believe all these shows come back. And I haven't really ever watched Legends of Tomorrow. I maybe caught an episode or two. Otherwise, the only time I've watched Legends of Tomorrow has been during their crossovers. So I know, I know the characters. I know we got, you know, Lance is there, the White Canary. We got uh, the Adam, he's there. Brandon Ralph, he's there. Um, so, boy, she's getting loud again. Um, but I never really kept up with Legends of Tomorrow. So I just stick with Arrow, Flash... Supergirl. I will try Batman, Batwoman when that comes out because it's, that's going to be our next crossover in December where Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl are teaming up again and we have a bat symbol in the background and we will see Ruby Rose as Batwoman and I'm going to give that one a try because I'm a Ruby Rose fan. I like Ruby Rose on Orange is the New Black. I thought she was good. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've been a fan of her modeling. I'm sorry. I am a fan of her modeling. I'm sorry about that. Stay over here. Um, so, I'm going to give that a shot. So I might be watching four CW DC shows. But right now, just Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Uh, Mr. Cinemander, Flash was the best last season. There's a nice write-up of the season on our website. Hey, that's right. Head over to our website, thecampuscrusaders.com. Go to our blog section. You can see the write-up on the last season of Flash. I will read that once I'm done, Manderson, because I don't want to be spoiled by the ending. Unless if you've already said something and I missed it. Um, so, there's my CW shows. One more bite. Mm-hmm. 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 Look at your camera, and you can see the strawberry. See that? Those of you listening, I'm sorry. You can maybe look at your radio. That's right, because we're on the radio. Look at your phone and see at the speaker if you can see the strawberry. Nah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Trying to eat my breakfast while talking to you guys. You know, like a nice guest does. Um... So, 
Those are my comic book shows I'm caught up on. I'm caught up on the Marvel Netflix shows. I'm good there. Now on to non-comic shows that I watch because I'm a media maniac. I watch all things media because I'm a student of the media, both in college and growing up. My wife and I finished binging Orange is the New Black, the latest season. Um, Manderson, I'm going to get there. One moment. Hang on. Build up. Uh, we just finished binging Orange is the New Black, which once again, the finale always leaves you. Jackie, quiet, bud. Was, uh, I always wonder what people think about in the car when they hear me talking and suddenly they hear me like off camera, quiet. Do they look to the right? Do you look to your passenger seat listening? And what's he talking? Who's he talking to? There are these two monsters to the side, just so you guys know. Just had to talk halfway through my show because they eat their breakfast way too fast and it's upsetting. Um, Orange the New Black once again ends in a way that leaves you both happy and sad. Uh, good news for some characters, horrible news for others. Um, and it's, it was a tough one, as usual. The, the show is well done. If you haven't watched Orange the New Black yet, boys, boys, please. If you haven't watched Orange the New Black yet, um, go to Netflix and binge it now. It's, it's a well done show. It's comedy and it's drama. And as the seasons go on, things get a little more intense because you can't always be straight comedy when it's a prison show. Things get serious in prison. I, um, you know what? I'm going to take you guys with me because I'm going to give them a cracker to, you know, put more food in their mouth so they stop talking. So what I'm going to do is instead of making you sit here and look at my couch, it's going to be the Steve's cam right now. We're going mobile. Please try to pay attention too much. I'm going to point you upward because the house is kind of a mess because it's been kind of crazy lately. But these guys keep mumbling. I need them to stop mumbling. Okay. Because it's bad TV. It's bad radio. You know what else is bad radio? Hearing a Graham Cracker rapper in your microphone speaker. That's also bad radio. Okay? But you know what? Pick and choose. So, here we go. And I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the... Uh, I'm going to go over here. you got to be quiet, okay? Shh. There's your cracker. All right? Tommy, you got to be quiet, okay? Shh. There you go. All right. You guys got... To hear me very politely ask my kids to shut their mouths. So, let's see how long that lasts because they also eat crackers pretty fast. Sadly, the boys take after their dad when it comes to being loud. Um, I was hoping they take more of their mother. Well, they do have aspects of their mother. Nope, they got daddy's loud mouth. So, that's both a positive and a negative, if you ask me. Especially when trying to do your own show. There we go. All right, I'm back. Okay. Make this that go away, right? Yeah. Hang on a second there. I'm looking for the level bubble. There, There's the level bubble. There it is. It's in the lines. There we go. If it looks awkward to you, the, the bubble says I'm level. I'm sorry. Um, so, Orange the New Black, based on a true story, the main character, Piper, the actual writer's name is Piper. She lived, well... I'm assuming like half of that was taken from what she went through and the other half the show has added, you know, other elements because other characters have become popular on that show, so they have bigger parts now. 
But the main gist of it is based on her 18 months in prison. Um, and it's a really well done show. And it, predominantly female cast, of course, the female prison. So well acted by everyone in that show. You're going to see people you've seen before um, in other work. Like you're gonna see, uh, forgive me, because I forget her name right now, but I believe I cannot remember if it's Star Trek Voyager or Babylon Five. I want to say it's Star Trek Voyager. The captain, the female captain from Star Trek Voyager back in the '90s. Can't remember her name, but she's in Orange Is the New Black. Um, she's Russian in it. Uh, you've got. See, I'm remembering their character names in the show, and I can't remember their real names. She was the female friend in American Pie that all the girls went to for sex advice. The one who was knowledgeable when it comes to sex. The female Finch. I forget her name. I always knew her name. But she is also in the show. And she's amazing in it. Uh, Laura, Laura Pepon. We know her as Donna from that 70s show. She is in the show. She's outstanding. She's also directed quite a few episodes for the, for the series. Star Trek Voyager. Thank you, Manderson. Kate Mulgrew. Thank you. She is there. Um, well done. Uh, but yeah, Donna from 70s Show, Laura Perpon, she's amazing in it. Um, the main girl who plays Piper, uh, you, she was on a medical show. And I know that doesn't help much because almost every show made now is about doctors. Uh, she was on a short-lived medical show on NBC, Blonde Hair. It was, gone, it was on for like a season. I know this because my wife watches all medical shows. Me, I'm predominantly an ER guy. I, I do watch Grey's Anatomy with her, but ER has been my medical show for life. I will rep ER till the day I die. I loved ER. Two of my, you know, creative heroes, Michael Crichton and Spielberg created ER, so I'm tied to ER for life. The Clunes was in it. The Clunes, George Clooney was in it. Come on. I love ER. Uh... It wasn't Scrubs. It wasn't a comedy. It was it, well. I mean, every hospital series now has like an element of comedy because you know, kind of levity. But it wasn't a comedy series. It was a drama medical series. Only one season though. It was only one season. Blonde hair. I forget her name, but she's the main star of Orange New Black. The show was outstanding. It gets intense. It is TVMA. Prison stuff gets involved uh, because they an all female prison. You're going to see. Oh God, here it is. Lesbian love. Oh, no. Can we say that? Can we say that? Yes, we can say that. Yes. Lots of love involved in the, in the series. Uh, both of just, you know, recreational and actual feelings. Great series. Strong women playing strong characters. Um, so, Orange New Black was outstanding once again. Heartbreaking finale. They are approved for another season because it's one of Netflix's original shows. So, like, from when they started doing this stuff. So it's definitely coming back. Uh, that leads in to the series. We started last night. I'm two episodes in. Manderson mentioned it in the chat room. So freaking excited about this series. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Oh. So if you haven't heard of this, Jack Ryan has been involved in our entertainment industry since the late 80s. Uh, there was a movie called The Hunt for Red October. That is a Jack Ryan story. 
Uh, Jack Bryan in that film is played by Alec Baldwin. That's the one where Sean Connery looks like a Russian with a Scottish accent. Still a great movie, just put that side away. Um, only through the first myself. Yeah, okay, yeah, dude. That second episode's even more. Um, it also was played by Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Harrison Ford probably having the more popular um, performance, the more popular representation of Jack Ryan, because he played the character twice. Uh, then Ben Affleck played Jack Ryan in The Sum of All Fears in the early 2000s. And then they tried to reboot it a few years ago with Jack Ryan, I believe Shadow Recruit is what it was called, with Chris Pine playing Jack Ryan. And I never saw Shadow Recruit. I've seen all except Shadow Recruit. I never read the Jack Ryan books. I do have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Uh, but I never did read any of the Jack Ryan books. Only watched the movies, except for Chris Pines. Uh, Harrison Ford, of course, having, you know, the more successful approach. That was my powers. Okay. Having the more successful approach for Jack Ryan, being able to play the character twice, and those are the ones you didn't see replayed on cable more often. But they then went on to revamp it. Uh, they got good old Jim Halpert himself, John Krasinski, to play Jack Ryan. He also executive produces the show. So he's definitely invested. Um, and whereas James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman played his his superior in the CIA, now it's played by... Why would I... I forgot his name! You've seen him before. I can't look it up right now because my iPad is nowhere near me and the device I use to search things is, is filming me right now. So I can't really search it. Andy, okay. Hey. There you go. There's your pets. Now go back. Come on. Um, we'll pet after. Um, but if you don't know what Jack Ryan is, Jack Ryan is a CIA analyst. Analyst for the CIA. Uh, he basically looks into you know financial transactions that are occurring and suspicious, suspicious methods around certain parts of the world. Uh, he has a Marine background. Yes, he was a Marine. And he gets involved in very precarious... Uh, counter-terrorism situations and this series seems so damn authentic uh, again I'm two episodes in there's six more to go and again eight episodes that's pretty good you get eight episode series and I from the way the first two episodes have gone yeah I'm excited the only thing that, the only reason I didn't binge it binge the entire series like last night and missed today's Sunday coffee was because uh, my wife fell asleep and she likes John Krasinski too so we kind of pumped the brakes on it I, I could have gone easily I could have easily Sunday coffee would have been at 2pm um, and of course we can't watch it in front of them when they're awake because you know Jim goes ham when need be uh, I love seeing John Krasinski show his versatility because for a long time all we ever thought of him was Jim. That he was the funny guy at the office, looks at the camera whenever something ridiculous is happening, cheering him on to get with Pam. And even when he started going to movies, it was all comedy. So, you know, you start to think he's just a comedy guy. Then he comes out of nowhere and does 13 hours. 
And 13 hours, Krasinski was a badass. The man put on like, what, 15, 20 pounds of muscle, grew out a beard, started holding guns in a way that made me think, wow, this guy is trained to hold a gun. Um, he was outstanding in 13 hours. Then he goes and shows you that, hey, I know how to write and direct too. So he writes and directs A Quiet Place with his wife, Emily Blunt, starring alongside him. A horror film. A suspenseful horror film. That's now being called one of the top-rated horror films of all time. Jim Halpert is not just Jim Halpert anymore. The guy is a versatile talent. He can write, direct, and act, and give whatever role you want. He'll do it. Because because he's believable in comedy, believable in drama, and can handle action quite well. Um, so... He's also, once again, surrounded by a good cast, surrounded by a good production. I'm very excited for the rest of Jack Ryan. The boys are petting Indy right now, so that's why it's getting loud. Um, give me one moment here. Um, hope you enjoyed my crotch shot there. So, um, if you had Amazon Prime, which I've now been a member of Amazon Prime for... Two days. Uh, yes, Jack Ryan was the primary reason why I became an Amazon Prime member because I wanted me some Jack Ryan. And they didn't fail. They gave me some Jack Ryan. And I'm ready to keep going on Jack Ryan's mission. I'm going to say Jack Ryan one more time because it's worthy of a Jack Ryan. I've also been lacking in having a hero named Jack ever since 24 went away. You know, I was a Jack Bauer fanatic. Jack Bauer for life. So I've missed calling someone Jack who's a hero to me. So now I got Jack Ryan. So, very excited. Also, do some research and see how many heroes are named Jack. Jack seems to be the hero name in, in television and film. Jack Bauer in 24. You got, you got uh, Keanu Reeves' name was Jack in Speed. Um, you get Jack Ryan. And you got Captain Jack Sparrow. Just Jack seems to be this heroic name. Is it a Kennedy thing? Is it a John F. Kennedy thing since they called him Jack? Is that what it is? I'm okay with it. Because my son's name is Jackson. Me? He gets called Jack. Oh, you call me Daddy? No, no, I didn't call you. You can stay there. You can stay there. Oh. Okay. He tries to take my spotlight. I'm not ready for that yet. I already passed the torch. This one tries to take my spotlight too. Can you hear me, Daddy? Not yet. Pick up your toy. There you go. All right. Since everything's falling apart, that means it's time to end the show. Um, let's say, Gado. Okay. Really? Yes, it is a dog. Um, I try to get money, and I'm going to avoid the first question you asked, because it's kind of a family show. Um, so, now that everything's falling apart, both over here and kind of in the chat room, I'm going to call this a day. I hope you all enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Uh, if you have to work on Monday... Thank you for your sacrifice. I'm sorry. Um, those of you who are off Monday, think about the reasons you had that day off. Think about people who, the workers of the past, think about unions, think about all that. Take into consideration. Enjoy your barbecue. Go by the beach if you'd like. Um, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I'm going to finish my now cold bagel. 
My boys are going to continue to scream at the TV as they watch Puppy Dog Pals. Disney, please bring back the Marvel animated shows you had on Sunday mornings. I really enjoyed that much more than Puppy Dog Pals. Anyway, have a great Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Sunday Coffee with the Azorian One. Please remember to subscribe to everything that is the Capeless Crusaders job. I'm trying to talk to the people. Go to everything that is Capeless Crusaders. CapelessCrusaders.com. Check out our blogs. Check out our shows. Check out everything we do. Tomorrow night we're going to have an episode. Boy. Man, I'm trying to promote the company. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. The Capeless Crusaders. Check us out. We're going to have an episode tomorrow night. Dungeons and Dragons is happening. And there may be some guests. What? Some guests? Some fill-in guests? Some cameo appearances on the Capeless Crusaders Dungeons and Dragons episode? Could this be possible? The only way you'll find out is if you tune in tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash the Capeless Crusaders. The channel you're watching now. Hi, Amy. The channel you're watching now. Tune in tomorrow night for Dungeons and Dragons with some special guests. This has been Sunday Coffee with the Azorian One. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Why do I have so many people come in chat room now? I'm ending the episode. Now you're tuning in? You tuning in now? I talked about Arrow. I talked about Flash. I talked about Jack Ryan. I talked about Orange the New Black. I talked about the, op- the, the weekend box office with crazy rich Asians killing it at the box office. The new one with Searching with John Cho, Harold. <sighs> Go back. When I'm done here, go back and watch the rest of the episode. Maybe I have to push Sunday coffee to 9.30. Is that what this is? Do I have to have a 9 o'clock show? Do I have to make my morning even longer so all of you tune in? (sighs) Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Amy, yes, Amy will be at SAC Anime. She'll have some information for us. You're at SAC Anime. She's at SAC Anime right now. Amy is at SAC Anime. If you're in Sacramento, go to SAC Anime, find Amy, and say hi. Take a selfie with her. We'll tag you. Capeless Crusaders. All of it. Those six of you have just come in. Thank you for tuning in. Show's at 8.30. Maybe I'll make it 9 o'clock from now on. I don't know. I don't know if I can make them, the boys over here wait till 9 o'clock for breakfast. 8.30 next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Rewind. Watch the rest of the show. See what I talked about. You guys have a great time. And Squiggles, Stars and Squiggles, hi, yo, what's up? Man, hi, everybody. I gotta leave, though, now. Maybe, maybe I'll do something later. I don't know. This is getting, y'all, y'all talk amongst yourselves. Great Sunday. TheCaplessCrusaders.com, twitch.tv slash TheCaplessCrusaders. Peace.